Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there, welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. I hope you're having a great week. I'm excited to talk to you today about boredom eating. Why do you eat when you're bored and what do you do instead? This episode is dedicated to all of my clients over the years. This is truly just a method of mine that I've come up with from years and years and years of experience helping people like you solve what's going on with eating for them and how they want to change moving forward. So basically, when you look at boredom eating, it's common to think that's what you're doing. Oh, I just eat when I'm bored. Oh, I eat whenever I have a minute or oh, I eat mindlessly. You know, you feel ashamed, you worry it will lead to weight gain if you're being honest, and you're kind of afraid that you're leaning too much on food to cope with life. I have had clients over the years who tell this to me a lot. And what I found is that it's usually a blanket statement for other things. Usually it's a sign that there's other things taking place that we're not necessarily aware of. And so we just label it as bored, as if it's some big catch-all statement. And so it's important to ask ourselves the right questions. And it's important to check in with ourselves in a way that's going to lead us to some actual solutions. Because if there's something else going on, and then you're labeling it as boredom and treating it as boredom, using a skill related to boredom, chances are we're not hitting on the actual issue. And so you're just repeating this process over and over and over again. And that's why you feel irritated and frustrated. And you can feel kind of helpless, frankly to change even if you're aware of what's going on. So we need to ask better questions. We need to decode our eating behaviors. Like I said, I have done quite a bit of this over the years. And so I'm happy to share some of the questions I ask and some of the methods in the hopes that it will help you decode what's going on. I will warn you, this process takes tons of self-awareness, patience, focused attention. And I believe working with a dietitian and a therapist can be essential for getting to the root of your issues and changing your eating. If that's something that you are able to do and is available to you, I highly recommend it. And in the meantime, here are some things to help you get going. So when we say we're bored, I want you to also consider the following. Are you uninspired with life? Is there life balance on a great scale? Are the big parts of your life working for you? Jobs, money, school, home, relationships, intellectual pursuits, leisure, rest, etc. And if there are these situations that you 
can easily identify are unbalanced. Maybe you have a newborn, or maybe you're looking for a new job, or maybe you're finishing up your degree and working full time. You know, are are these situations, are they ending or are they perpetual? Are you stuck in a relationship that really is leaving you turning to food because you're uninspired, you're unhappy? And is that a difficult conversation that needs to happen? Or is this just a temporary thing that you're experiencing? So number one, are you bored eating or are you uninspired with life? Very different. And it doesn't mean that we can always do something about it today. Obviously, (laughs) I'm not suggesting that you just need to leave your job and it'll fix your food problems. But I'm just inviting you to look at this stuff in a different way and see how they might be connected to each other. Food basically fills us up. It gives us energy, but it also does have other things that it provides to us, you know, comfort, support, consistency. There's many reasons that we might turn to food. Never says no, it's always there for us. So it's not unusual to be in these types of situations. So after you consider uninspired with life, these huge big parts of our life, we might then move into just disconnection from ourselves. Are you bored eating or are you disconnected from yourself? So this gets a little more micro and we say things like, do you need more rest, play? Do you need something new? Do you need time to yourself? Do you need a change of scenery? Do you need a laugh? Do you need physical touch? Do you need connection with someone? Do you need something to look forward to? A lot of things that have been challenged this year. So Are you bored eating or are you disconnected from yourself? Are you standing in the kitchen because you really needed a hug? Are you standing in the kitchen because you really need to have something on the horizon and you're feeling a little stuck and you're feeling a little lost? Do you need to meet up with a friend and have a good laugh? See how this stuff is so, so connected. Big parts of life, little parts of life day to day leaves us turning towards food or away from food. Next up, are you bored eating or unable to allow yourself downtime? Are you eating because it's a minute to yourself, a reason to pause your to-do list, a time to sit down, a reason to step away from something? If you've listened to my previous podcast on emotional eating, you might know that I'm about to make a distinction here where I don't want us to pathologize ourselves, where it's time for a snack and you're taking a break at work, or it's time for lunch and you're taking a pause in your to-do list. We don't, just because they tend to be associated at the same time, I don't want us to overly connect them, but a lot of us will power through our day and not let ourselves take a break mentally for a second unless it's for food of some kind. So then you might end up mislabeling this experience as, oh, I'm bored eating when truly you just really needed a break from work and you're taking that opportunity to also have a snack. This next one is super common. I think it's something that a lot of us use food for. Are you bored eating or avoiding something? A difficult or unpleasant task? A tough conversation? Are you feeling overwhelmed? I've even had clients who experience ADD where they feel like this a lot. Feelings you don't want to feel. Something tough for work. 
something tough for school, something that's ongoing that you're putting off? Are you eating because you're avoiding something? And that, frankly, it's okay if you do. But again, if you can identify, hey, I'm eating right now because I'm going to eat a snack, then do the thing. I don't want us beating ourselves up for these things. I want us to understand why we are truly eating and whether it's actually boredom or not. Are you bored eating or lacking pleasure? So this is more where I was looking at the different areas of life. What I'm talking about here with lacking pleasure is a little more spiritual, emotional. This is more your level of inspiration. Do you enjoy your life? Do you enjoy what you eat? Do you find ways to break up the mundane? A lunch to get out of the office, a snack you're looking forward to, a treat after the kids go to bed, a study break to watch your favorite show. So sometimes we end up connecting food with pleasure and with satisfaction. And sometimes that's completely okay. It's going to happen. It's part of life. Food solves more than just hunger, as I said. But the distinction here is you just want to consider it differently. So if you're watching TV at night and you're telling yourself, oh, I'm just bored and I'm just eating a snack because I'm bored, well, perhaps there's some things in your life that you would like to cultivate to create more satisfaction and to create more enjoyment. So again, I'm just asking you to label this experience a little differently. The last thing that I've noticed a lot of people tend to mislabel boredom eating is when they're hungry. I know that sounds so obvious and so basic, but a lot of times when we're caught up in something and we're busy, we might not be paying attention to. We're in our day-to-day, we're moving through our jobs, we're moving through our roles, we're on, we're driving to work, we're doing all the things, we're taking care of other people. And so it's not uncommon to lose touch with hunger and the fact that you might be hungry. And so again, kind of mislabeling that and stepping out to grab a bite to eat and grabbing a snack from the break room and telling yourself, oh, I'm just eating because I'm bored. You might be avoiding something. You might be hungry. You might be unable to allow yourself downtime. I hope these questions are better. I hope they help really decode your eating and help you get a sense of why food and why boredom and how these things are playing together. So what do you do once you know this information? I'll just give you a couple ideas. I don't want us to overwhelm ourselves with it. Again, it's really about the process of getting connected, getting in touch, asking yourself better questions. Not a single one of you listening to this will have the same personal problems and solutions. Only you know which one is best for you. So what you want to do is you want to identify the problem. So this line of questioning is hopefully leading you to a place where you can look at, hey, I tend to eat here or I tend to not eat here or I tend to label this in this way. So I'll give you an example. I don't allow myself a study break unless I'm eating. So I end up eating more than I need because I'm very hungry by the time I take a break. Another example might be lack of fulfillment and pleasure in life. So I tend to be looking for pleasure through food. So even when I'm full, I feel unsatisfied and longing for more. So step two, after we've identified the real problem here, 
is you want to think about a range of possible solutions. For the study break example, you could consider, I could eat, set a timer, take a break, study with a friend that takes breaks. For example number two, the lack of fulfillment, think about a range of possible solutions. I could continue to eat to seek pleasure, always an option. Talk to a friend about how I'm feeling stuck in life. Remind myself that I'm taking action on making change or write my worries into a journal. Step three is carefully thinking through each solutions, benefits, and consequences. So for example, one with the timer and the snack and the study break. If you eat and snack, you could end up being inefficient studying and get distracted by your negative food thoughts. If you set your timer and take a break, even though I feel guilty, my eating is telling me I need a break in studying. Studying with a friend, it's nice to have a friend to take breaks and realize it's a normal thing to do, but I end up getting distracted and chatting too much. For example, number two, when we think about fulfillment in life and the different range of possible solutions. So if you're eating due to lack of fulfillment in life, it's helpful in the moment, but then I continue to feel unfulfilled. If you're connecting with a friend, It's nice to connect and have someone to listen to, but my friend usually tries to offer advice and talk me out of how I'm feeling. Remind myself, reassure myself. This helps most of the time to interrupt and encourage myself in the moment, but sometimes it's really hard to do or I start to feel lonely. Writing my worries into a journal. It helps me write my worries out. They feel less powerful. Sometimes I start to get in my head and feel isolated. So now that we've thought through the problem, identifying a range of possible solutions, carefully considering the possible solutions, we move into the last step, which is step four, picking the best solution and making it actionable. So for example, one, we could say, I'm going to set a timer and taking a study break. I'll still need snacks if I'm studying for hours, but hopefully with practice, I'll see that I'm better at studying with focused breaks and snacks. For the second example of fulfillment in life, writing my worries is best for me most of the time. I will do it every day for two weeks and pick up if I miss a day or two. If I'm still feeling and lost in three to four weeks, I'll make a call to a therapist. So giving ourselves this action plan, this finite resource helps us figure out what's really going on with us and how to make a hopeful plan. For moving forward, imagine if this person who is taking study breaks or the person with a lack of fulfillment in life continued to label this as, oh, I'm just eating when I'm bored, when really they needed to learn how to pace studying and how their brain works and how often they might need to be eating to fuel their brain and to fuel their studies. Or for the second person, they may have gone on continuing to feel unsatisfied with eating in their lives and looking for more and more from their fridge and their pantry. And now they have the opportunity to get in touch with their worries, their anxieties, their fears. And if they're still feeling stuck, they can get in touch with a professional and find help. So I hope this is so helpful. I know it's a daunting process. It's something that I work with people on frequently for months, years. It really, really takes time. And I truly hope that you get some value out of this. And if you're ever interested in working with me privately or within my community, I'd be happy to support you in this process. And I wish you the best in your food healing journey. Until next time. Thanks to you for listening. 
find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.